Life happens with Pimelo Mutine. Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. On SAFM. you're not passionate forget it. it's not like a nine-to-five job where you go to work you do your work you go home and then that's your free time however you really doesn't happen so basically what I did I think was a good idea was I got my marriage out of the way so I've done that being there worn the t-shirt and had two wonderful children who are still today my best friends sometimes and um, and then I go on with this, so this is my life. And But it's a very difficult job to do if you have a marriage and you have children or you have a lot of other things that you want to do. Like you couldn't be a sort of South African swimmer or rugby player and do this at the same time. It's not that kind of job. I think I've been very blessed in that we have the most amazing actors in this country. We all have the same kind of aim and we all want this industry to be really successful. And it's about love. I mean, I really, really love and respect my actors. You have to. So that was the voice of Munin Lee who passed on this past weekend and really just news of her death just... Uh, Got everybody in the entertainment industry just reeling from the death that uh, was so unexpected. Munin Lee was a casting director in South Africa, but really world renowned. And uh, her work just speaks for herself. Everybody that is anybody in the entertainment industry will tell you just what a contribution she made. Uh, to just talk about her legacy is with me, Dr. John Carney, who joins us now on the line. I'm sure he needs no introduction. Dr. John Carney is a legendary actor. And so many other things to us South Africans. Good afternoon, Dr. Shkani, and, and condolences to you, deep condolences to you. Good afternoon, Pimelo, and condolences to you and every artist, really, and agent mm. and uh, performing artist in this country. We've lost a champion for the performing arts, the champion for South African television and film industry. She was not just an agent or an agency. She really cared about the development of the industry. Munin knew well, if the industry is strong, then the actors will survive. Not just survive, but thrive. I met her in 1973, really. I was actually <laughs> going to ask you, do you remember when you met her? <laughs> yes. We were doing secret performances of Cesar Van. Ah. And we were only bringing in invited people. Yes. And every white person who came into this theater was vetted. She <laughs> said to this one, she stepped on the door and I said to many men, who is that? And many men says, she's one of us. Oh. <laughs> That's how she was able to oh. see she's the one who's dead. We're performing somewhere in which university in some venue, which was secret then. Yeah. From there on, we just had an incredible time together. It was in 1995, actually. And she said to me, I know you have an agent, the William Morris Agency, yes. which represents me all over the world. Yes. But if anything comes to me in inquiring for you, yes. can I talk? Mm-hmm. I said, of course, Monine. Hardly a week later, she said, Michael Douglas would like to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I said, what? 
I just said yes yesterday. Said yeah, I would like to talk to you. That was Munin that ended up in the ghost and the darkness. Munin knew productions in planning, not in production, not in yes. pre-production, because mm-hmm. it's late. It's already yes. been cast. Yes. She knew who was planning what project in Hollywood, and she was regarded as the biggest agency in South Africa. And she held two jobs, actually. There's a difference between an agent and a casting agent mm-hmm. or a casting yes. director. Correct. Some people used to say, come on, Munin. Munin is taking everything. Because she's a casting director, mm-hmm. she will only focus on, on her, her own people. <laughs> 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 on her own people. But she was fantastic in the sense that if none of her own people in her stable suited the role, she'll ask for somebody else, which annoyed many, many of the actors. And then why am I your agent? You're shooting an international movie and I'm not in it and I could have done that role. He said, it was not meant for you, darling. You'll get your chance again. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just can't uh, remember a time when you spoke uh, of your career and never mentioned her. She was that dear to you. I don't know if you know that. Wow, she, she was such an incredible... We were friends, really. Mm. We were friends, you know. We would say, go to dinner. She came to the market theater or theaters wherever I'm performing, bumping into each other in London, Los Angeles. And I was very kind of close to Cindy, because Cindy was in, is in the advertising agency. And I have been quite a long time an award-winning television advertising director. <laughs> and won awards in South Africa at the Cannes Festival, even in New York mm-hmm. with the Clio Award. Mm-hmm. She looked after that part of my life. She left me alone with theater. Mm-hmm. She knew that. But the, 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 the movie industry is complicated, especially when you work with international productions. You know, we don't know the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And it was Munin who, manu, who sort of knew the territory there of how to deal it. And later introduced me to the biggest film family that I've ever known in my life, the Disney and the Marvel film family. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm regarded there as part of the family. Mm-hmm. Whenever they do something, it's always, what's John doing? Would this be okay for him? Can you check him out? Is he available? What are you doing next? Please talk to us before you say yes on something. And that was Munin who brought me into that family. Hmm. What, what will you remember the most about Munin? <laughs> a forthrightness. <laughs> <laughs> she had no diplomacy. If she, if she thought you were bad, she said you were. <laughs> she had no. She said you were bad. She said you were. She had no diplomacy, absolutely at all. She spoke just like it is. Mm-hmm. And whoever sort of she finally agrees to take on is because she thinks this person can be out there and bring money to the agency. She needed to survive. We sat down every beginning of the year and we would talk. Okay, John, this is now 2018. I said, how much do you want to make this year? That's the first thing we have in lunch. And I said, well, I'm looking at between three and five million. She says, right now, that's the target. Now, you have to make yourself available, John, because I keep saying no to some of the many things that you offer that I believe, nah, not for me. She said, you see, we made a deal. We said we're going to make money this year. Now you're saying no. Mm-hmm. And that was Munin. 
And see, I mean, David also was an incredible young man, yes. met in L.A. and was also in the Black Panther for that matter. Yes. And I see him constantly in some of the series and soapies of, of L.A. Mm. She, she looked after herself. She looked after the family. She looked after the agency. And she had this extended family of over 300 acres that belonged to the MLA. Now wonderfully in the stewardship of three incredible people, uh, Nashoda Billy, Wesley Gaynor, and Yolanda. They are now the agency. Now they have this contact. Now, when people look for me, they don't call Munin anymore yes, now. Yes. They just call uh, Nashoda or Wesley or Yolanda. Then Munin will then handle the deal after that. Ah. So I am going to miss her. Hmm. Oh, I'm going to miss her. I mean, as my friend, agent, and and comrade in the arts. And she always wanted to say, you've got to talk to the minister. This industry cannot go like this. That was one of the other things. She didn't just work in an industry fraught with all these challenges and problems. She worked very hard to try and improve the industry and improve the conditions under which actors work. If you step on set and you're represented by Munin, people Yes. Because she's going to drop in at any bloody time to see whether your or her actors have people work represented by her work under the conditions mm. stipulated in the contract. Mm. Munin would stipulate the kind of food I will eat, the tea, what time, what type of accommodation on set, <laughs> how many assistants and dresses, what transport must I be transported in, how many people must be in that car at any given time. She did that for me. Mm. Ah, Tata, you know, deepest condolences. I really have no words. I'm so thankful that you were able to pay tribute to her on our platform. I'm so moved. I mean, look, we said goodbye to Nomse. Mm. We said goodbye to Mary Twala. Mm. Now we're saying goodbye to Munin. Mm. And I'm just trying to ask the Lord upstairs, can you go to other departments now? Oh. Leave the artist a little alone. Oh. We even said goodbye to Welcome Somi. Yes. And these were the people who were the foundation of South Africa's film and theater television industry. Let's all take it in and say, let them all rest in peace. Dr. John Carney, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Just straight to Manin's daughter, um, Cindy Lee, I, I so thank uh, you for making the time to talk to us this afternoon. It must be a difficult time. Good afternoon. Hi, yeah, thank you. I thought I could hold it together until I heard John. Thanks, mm. John. Mm. <laughs> I know, I know. Cindy, um, how are you holding up? How are you holding up? You know, it's been the outpouring of love for mom, uh, you know, and then you hold it together and you think you're okay and then you read something else and you fall apart and you hold it together and you read something else. But everyone, the, the outpouring of love and tributes have just been extraordinary and I just really hope that mom wherever she is, can hear. I keep wanting to read them to her. I keep wanting to phone her and say, oh my God, look at this, and read this to her. So just as long as she knows, I'm okay. Your mother was such a towering figure, Cynthia Lee. I yeah, mean, some I of the know. messages that come uh, through, sad, but some are really funny because they they just bring yeah, her to life. They bring her to I life. <laughs> and I love so many of those messages. You know, they make her sound like, because that was my mother. I mean, she, she was very forthright, as John said, and, yes. and she kind of had this no diplomacy way, but there was this gentleness to her as well. So if she liked you and you listened to her, she could be a really nice person. But God help you if you didn't. Yeah. Um, what was your relationship with your mother? Oh, wow. How long have you got? 
<laughs> We've got all day. <laughs> she, um, you know, it was a, it was a, oh, she was my best friend. Mm. We were very, very close. She would phone me every day and tell me the television in the bedroom's not working. I'd have to go and fix it or something. So, you know, and we were both in the same industry and I had huge respect for my mother, huge respect. So, you know, as opinionated as she was, so was I, but she taught me that. And we would often argue about certain things, but of course she'd always win. Um, but we were incredibly close and, and we're two very, we're very similar, mm-hmm. my mom and I. So she, uh, it's going to be very hard for me to move forward without phoning her every day and hearing her voice or her telling me what to do or how, how you know, her opinion on the last commercial I directed, whether she liked it or not, <laughs> you know. Cindy, what, what was it expected? I mean, did you see it coming? Or was it very sudden? Mm-hmm. No, you know, I mean, she, she wasn't. She had a, a bit of an issue last year just with her, her breathing. Mm. And the doctors did warn, you know, with her lungs that we needed to be very careful that she didn't get it. Mm. And once she got it, she got COVID. She, that was it. It was very quick. Unfortunately, mm. she was one of those people that was susceptible to the mm. virus. Mm. And it's hard, you know, she didn't leave her house other than one or two things she had to do. So sure. we were very strict with her. We were very surprised when she got it. She was, uh, yeah, very surprised. Did she leave happy? Um, Absolutely. I mean, gosh, my mother was surrounded by people who loved her all the time. She was working all the time. I mean, you know, I'd come, I'd go and visit her and there'd be a pile of scripts. And, you know, the thing with Meneen is she was always reading scripts. Always, always reading scripts. And let me tell you, if it was a South African, I knew if it was a local script she was reading because she had an extra twinkle in her eye. (laughs) But often, you know, they didn't, that twinkle didn't last very long. But if it did... And she had a local script that she loved, that passion and that. And she was busy. She was casting, you know, this year as well. She had a whole lot of projects on the go that she was very passionate about. So mom worked 24-7. You know, as John said, it was her entire life. And I shared my mom with 350 of her actors. I shared her (laughs) with directors and writers and producers because mom was nonstop. She just loved her work more than anything. She loved it. Coupled with the work and the artist, she really genuinely believed in South African talent. She really Absolutely. stood up for this country. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, it was amazing. I mean I've heard conversations on the phone before where you know, I remember when they cast I think it was Mandela Long yeah, no, no, Freedom she, with Idris Elba. Yes, she yes. was she yeah. put those producers through. Yes, she fight. said, Fine, we'll we'll cast Idris, but I want you to see every single South African on my list first. You know? <laughs> And she would. She would not let them do that until they had seen everyone local. Because she believed that we were as good as anybody else, our actors in this country. We just needed the opportunities. Mm. Um, And she tried so hard to get up industry off the ground. You know, she she really wanted to support industry in the country. She really, really wanted to get more films made more often so we can tell our own story. That was her ultimate passion towards the end. Mm. She wanted to make more movies. And I think if mom had stayed around a bit longer, that's exactly what she would have done. She would have put all her energy now into in making projects. She, she loved that. Cindy, how did she land up being a casting agent? Oh, God, I wish I could just phone her quickly and ask her. I, you know, um, it was so weird. I don't know. She, she was an actress yes, for a while in London. It, yeah. and. Yeah, I mean, somebody just said you should start casting when she was in London, and, and she didn't even know what that was at the time. <laughs> and then she started doing it, and then she found a passion for actors, and then she came back to South Africa, and I think she started the first theatrical agency in the country. Yes. And I remember after she divorced my father, and I can only say this now because she's not here <laughs> at the other end, otherwise 
she divorced my father and she said, fine, I don't need you. I don't need anything. You're in the way. And she went to the local green grocer. The, she went to the butcher. She went to everybody. She said, I need credit for a year. I'm starting my own business. And that's what she did. Like, yeah. only, like she would. Like she would. Yeah, she would. only like her new And I'm sure it wasn't a plea. It was a demand and a command. Oh, yeah. No, in her stilettos and her beautiful rings and all her jewelry and her, yeah, no, you listen to me. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> listen, we, we really thank you for sharing your story. Oh, thank um, you so much for asking me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I could keep it together. I was a bit worried there for a while, but thank you. No, I think I think your mom is, is, a, is a dynamic woman in the sense that we can laugh and cry at the same time when we talk about her. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that a great thing? Yeah. I'm going to go and off the phone now that I've had a good laugh with you. I'm going to go and have a good cry. So that's exactly you. that's exactly <laughs> it. And do you know if they they um, you know will it be a private or will people be able? I know um, people can't physically come, but will it be? Yeah, no. Well, we've media? decided that Mom would be horrified if we did anything without everyone. Yeah. So we are going to wait until the stupid COVID thing is over, <laughs> and then we are going to have a huge memorial for Minnie and and and. and where there are going to be lots of tributes and everyone yeah. can get together and drink yeah. lots of whiskey and yeah. just have a, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think I think she will welcome that. I really think. She would. Listen, thank yeah. you so much. And, and just pass our regards also to your brother. Um, thank you so much. I will do that. And, I, and thank our you. hearts are with you. Our hearts are with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Have a good day to you too. Cindy Lee, who is Munin Lee's uh, daughter. Just, uh, we were just, you know, just sending our condolences to the family as she passed away this weekend. Um, and I think many of you who, who know the big names that you, that you are so familiar with, many of them will tell you they are what they are because of her hand in their career. And uh, no doubt she is a tower. No doubt she contributed massively to this industry and may her soul rest in peace.